Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to Going Greyhounds on your Thursday, January 18, right here on Sky Sports Radio. Simon Orchard with you as always. The countdown is on to one of the biggest nights of greyhound racing on the New South Wales calendar. Three Group 1s will go off at Wentworth Park this Saturday night. Of course, the running of the Paws of Thunder, the National Futurity and the National Derby. All famous races, all doused in history and all time-honoured and prestigious events that I'm sure every trainer would love to have on their mantelpiece. Pete Prosciutto will join me on the program in a little while to talk about the Paws of Thunder and Kenny's Supermum idolised claim another Group 1 at her home away from home. Time will tell. Looking forward to chatting with Pete in about seven or eight minutes. But first up this morning, trainer Thomas Reese and owner Paul Ballantyne will send around a runner in each of the Futurity and Derby finals. I speak of Littermate's Hurricane Rain and history's coming. And Tom has been kind enough to join us on the line now to discuss their chances. Morning, mate. Morning, Simon. How are you? Mate, I'm fantastic, but I can only imagine how you're feeling. Talk to us about the emotion, mate. What's going through your head, knowing that in two days' time, you could win two Group 1s in the space of around 20 minutes? Yeah, quite an exciting week for sure. When you breed litters, you you can only dream about having one, let alone two, into a Group 1 final at at, their seventh and eighth start. So, yeah, quite, quite amazing, actually. I can only imagine, as I said, mate, Hurricane Rain, we'll, t- we'll start with her. She goes around in the Futurity final. It's race six, just before eight o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, fantastic in the heats. First up over 5.20. She goes 5.35 to the first mark. She runs home in 29.78. Uh, what did you think of the heat performance? Yeah, fantastic run. We, we always had a big opinion of her. We knew what she could do. She was probably just one run short going into last week. They had a the, her first uh, race down at Bulleye, the 470, got rained out. So we're going into that probably a little bit underdone. But she's always been very consistent. And we knew taking her back there, it's probably the first time she's been out that 520 box, probably for about four or five months. Um, so to do that first look back at Wenny, we knew um, it's exciting what we can probably gain from that this week. And she's very consistent. So to do that, hopefully... It's if, if she can get away, she might even find a length or two on that run home, which um, will put her right into the race, I think. I'll tell you what, I'm not saying the tab missed her, but she went up 8.50. She's now into four bucks, Tommy. So there's been a lot of support for Hurricane Rain. I guess a big part of that is drawing box one in the final. Most people would take that in a heartbeat. Are you happy with the draw? And if you look up and down the field, mate, is Art Virginia maybe the hardest to beat? Oh, any of the other seven dogs are the hardest to beat, I think probably being one of the youngest in the race, we've got to do everything right out of box one, even though it, it gives us a great advantage with what's drawn on the outside of us. She's still got a step like we know she can, but yeah, it'll be very difficult if she doesn't. I think a lot of the couple other bitches, Teresa and Virginia, they're very strong and they, they can run over the top if, if, if you're not out far enough. So it, it's one of those races. She, she thrived from the work. I just hope it's up to her now. She's probably feeling the best she has felt going into a, a, a big race so uh, there's not much more we can do other than get her to the track on uh, Saturday night and, and see what she can do from it, that red box. 
You mentioned Zipping Teresa and Aunt Virginia, four and five. They're the joint favourites at the moment. Zipping Teresa, wonderful record and a lot of experience at the track. 12 starts at Wenty for six wins and five placings. And we saw what Aunt Virginia did in a trial. I think 29-4-9 and 29-5-9 in the heats last week. But the red certainly brings uh, your girl into the race. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the brother history's coming because he will jump from box four in the National Derby final. And I'll tell you what, they've come for him as well. Opened at 10 bucks, now 6.50s on the fourth line of betting in the National Derby final. Is it fair to say that he showed a little bit more or has shown a little bit more, I guess, in his early career, Tom? Probably just, they were both educated at Wentworth Park. It's the only track they had seen prior to their first race start. And I went through a batch of incidents um, which just upset me with a couple of my dogs. And I turned around to Sheree and Paul one night and just said, I can't take these dogs down at Wentworth Park. I've, I've got to start them elsewhere. So we gave him the task of Bulleye and she got the task of Richmond. And I think um, he, he has taken to the Bulleye track marvellously. And I think just that open space allowed him to show what we know he can do. Um, and the difference with her, we took it at the 300 at Richmond where she was come up against real flighty dogs. We always knew... Um, after their last couple of sections, they, they would be 500-metre dogs. So what they were doing, we will never disappoint in them. I think they haven't missed a place in any of their starts. So they've both demonstrated what they can do. I think for him now, it's, it's basically doing what he does on the trail track in, in, in race days. And the races to date, he has shown he's quite a smart dog. So hopefully continue that um, trend and, and keep moving forward. He went toe-to-toe, Tom, with... Arguably the most informed greyhound in New South Wales at the moment in the heats. I talk about good odds Cobber, who's going to start favourite, and probably fairly so. Um, the early pace was pleasing, or had to be pleasing, I guess, in the heats as well. Tommy, 5.37 to the first mark. Of course, drawn inside good odds Cobber and eyes to eyes, who have that early pace as well in the derby final. Um, can you talk to us about his beginnings, mate? Because I know we spoke a couple of weeks ago and... You just said that maybe at Bulleye he tended to miss it a bit. Wenty Park he seemed to jump out a lot better. Can you just tell our listeners maybe the difference in what's going on at the various tracks? Yeah, the the other side of the track at Wenty where we educate him over the 280 and that is 525-25 dogs. So we know he can go as quick as all the 280-metre free-for-all sprinters down there from the boxes. Um, and then in between my races at Bulleye when we had started him, all, I do uh, my work up at Gosford, so... I've got some marks that we compare against Divers' dogs and what my dogs were doing, and Kate and the team up there were pretty quick to tell me <laughs> my dogs were very quick that what they were doing from the boxes. So when we went to Bulleye, it was a slight concern um, that he was missing the kick slightly down there, and it was more that he wasn't driving, and I think it's just the change in the lures. Um, one thing we noticed... Uh, from the last start at uh, Bulleye, I, I did take both um, Hurricane and History in for a trial after last on Friday night. It was the first night they had the double arm at Wentworth Park, and you can hear that thing vibrating on the other side of the track now. So I think that really fires the dogs up and allows them uh, to know where they're at. And that's probably the biggest thing I found, because I think um, Bulleye just with the silent lure, he, he, he was getting better, better, but yeah, when we... It took him back for that one trial. We had no concerns that he was going to come out last week. I think this week, um, being in box four, there's every opportunity. He, 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 he's going to have to do everything right. But I think for us to to have a good crack at the race, there's really three dogs, and, and that's the dogs inside us. We, we just need to either lead them at the first corner and, 
um, and then make our own luck down the back and, and show what he can do when he's racing solo. I know there's uh, still a bit of water to go under the bridge, but once we get through the National Derby uh, for history's coming in particular, Tom, Bulleye, the form there, uh, breaking 26 in his last start over the 472. I think looking through the record books, that would have won the Bulleye Gold Cup nine of the last 10 times. Is that maybe the next goal in a month or so, Grant, until he gets through this healthy and happy? He's still a very young dog, I think. When we look at Saturday night's field, the majority of him is given five to six months race career um, head start. So it, 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 how he's progressing, he's pulling up after the races. Like on Friday night, we left the track. I ice bathed him when we got home, and he pulled up 100% the next the day. Was, they both of them were jumping around in the kennel. So looking forward, that would be the plan. We might have another one or two starts in, in town, but I do want to prepare him for Bulleye. I think that's a, a race that he'll be real competitive and just take his running traits. Like even last Friday night, yeah, we, we got led to that first corner, but um, Frank's dog did move out on us. And I think at that stage, um, history was trying to make a run on the outside. So the, the speed's definitely there to, to give him a shot at a race like the Bulleye Cup. And then, yeah, aim future down the track. I think April, we want to be back in town and go for that elusive um, golden Easter egg. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? A good hand to have, Tom. Certainly exciting time in the kennel. A big cheerio to Paul Ballantyne as well. I know that he's um, not been through the ringer, but deciding what to do with these dogs alongside you the last couple of weeks. I think you've pulled the right rein. Hopefully that can continue on Saturday night. Hey, mate, before I let you go, I'm going to give you 50 bucks of my hard-earned. The punters want to know, how are you going to use it on Saturday night? Is it Hurricane Rain at the $4 or is it History's coming at the six fifty? Put 25 on each of them for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, mate. Hey, best of luck, Tom. Uh, hard to believe that maybe you could be a dual Group 1 winning trainer within 21 minutes on Saturday night, but hopefully both the dogs get around safe and you can have some success. Appreciate you jumping on the show. Thanks, Simon. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. There he goes, Tommy Reese, attempting to do what Luke Adams did just a few years ago, zipping Sapporo and zipping Moose. They won the National Futurity and Derby double. Imagine if Tommy Reese and Paul Ballantyne can pull it off this Saturday night. Cannot wait to see it all go down. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, Pete Prosciutto. Hey, Todd Gurley here, catching all the Super Bowl action here at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Don't miss the Gold Coast's official Super Bowl viewing party in the Gold Coast Turf Club's Tab Auditorium, Feb 12. Book now. We're on. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. At Tab, we're on for Greyhounds this Thursday night. Place a win bet on selected races across three tracks. And if your dog runs second, get a bonus bet back up to $50. Available every Thursday night with Tab. So check out the promotions page for more info. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary, packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports breast cancer research. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths and participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. Don't miss the 2024 Big Sports Breakfast Lunch. And we want to have a good time. An afternoon of food and refreshments, laughter, terrific company and a four-hour beverage package all at our new venue, Allianz Stadium. Come and join the BSB team plus our many special guests on Friday, March 15. You can purchase tables for 10 people or just individual seats. Away, baby, let's go. 
We're going to have a good time. For more info, head to allianzstadium.com.au slash Lunch and buy your tickets today. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Yeah, let's get back to going greyhounds indeed. Simon Orchard with you, and I hope you're enjoying your morning as we look ahead to a big night of greyhound racing here in New South Wales on Saturday night. If you just joined us, Tom Reese was my guest in the first half of the program and gave us some great insights into his futurity and Derby hopefuls, Hurricane Rain and history's coming. But the jewel in the crown on Saturday night's triple tree to group one racing is, of course, the Paws of Thunder, formerly known as the St Ledger. And Idolise is one of a couple of Victorians who will be lining up to try and take home our Group 1 title. Pete Prosciutto trains her and he joins me on the show now. Morning, mate. Morning, Simon. How are you? Mate, I'm really good. It feels a bit like deja vu, Peter. Another big race at Wente. Idolise is in up to where he is. She's had eight starts for six wins in a second at the track. It's a phenomenal record. Why do you think she loves Wente Park so much, mate? Yeah, can't put my finger on it. I think she's... Since the first time we went there and trialled, that was prior to um, the maturity a couple of years ago, she um, she handled it first time, which was surprising. But um, ever since then, she's probably yeah, probably hasn't lost anything. She's she's probably going better now than she ever has. So um, she just seemed to, to handle it well the very first time she saw the place. It certainly helps with her early speed, Pete. I think the fact that she's done it over a two-year stretch now at Wenty Park is even more unbelievable. Her domination of this place, as you mentioned, goes all the way back to that Futurity, which was a really great night. If you reflect back on that night, uh, Pete, your first Group 1 win, uh, what are your memories of it? Oh, it was just pure excitement. Well, we, were, uh, we were there. Well, we had the Wasan um, handled Sheik, so we were at the Cronulla in the race, um, and that was special. Um, we often look back on that. Um, just very memorable to see, to sort of share it with the son, who's, who's, who's very keen with the dogs as well, possibly a lot. But, um, yeah, that was special. That was a really special night. And the VIP area was, was very was very enjoyable up the top of Wenty Park there. And I remember you talking to Mark Duclos having a whale of a time. So some great memories. Hopefully we can see some more of that on Saturday night. Um, Pete, it's really hard to travel dogs. Everyone knows that. It's been that way for quite a while. Can you tell us your secret, mate? Why does Idolise bounce out of the van and run so well every time you bring her, not only up to Wentworth Park, because she had that success at Nowra in the Million Dollar Chase Series last year as well? Look, I think it's pretty simple. She, I honestly think she could probably travel anywhere. Um, she, You put her in the car and, and you take off and she lays down. She puts her head on the a little like a pillow sort of thing in there and she doesn't move more or less until I stop to, to let her out so uh, she sleeps nearly the whole way so she's very relaxed very calm dog but she she's got that white line fever so when she gets to the track she wants to go that's that's basically but it's not until she's very relaxed actually until the little goes around and get her to stir up but um, she's, she's just a very relaxed uh, traveler and I think that's probably the key to her yeah, sounds like it. Maybe just holding on to all that great energy. And maybe that's the reason she begins so well, Pete. Let's have a look at the race. Jumping from box four, uh, she ran 29.52 in the heats. That was her first run in well, over a month, first race in over a month, I should say. And she absolutely mm-hmm. flew. We're still trying to get this worked out. But 5.29 first section, we think maybe a track record. All things being equal, Pete, do you expect her to lead? And if she does, who's the one dog in the race that you don't want on her back? Uh, look, there's probably three in the race 
there's, there's probably another seven. To be honest, I mean, I'm always I'm probably a pessimist and I worry right right through up until she goes across the line. But um, the one, the two, and the five, I think the five uh, is a very is a great dog. So uh, she might give him the card into the race, possibly. Um, uh, then it's just a matter of what happens from that point. But yeah, they're, they're probably the three main the ones that I sort of get worried about. We talk about Dutch Wright, who's the current favourite, Nango Larry in the two, and then Zipping Novak, uh, who sadly scratched from the Gosford Gold Cup a couple of weeks ago. So it'll be a good story for Jace Magri mm. if Zipping Novak was yeah. to run well in this final. Um, Pete, that great breakthrough Group 1 victory that we mentioned back in 2022 in the Futurity, uh, since then, she's been really close to winning a bunch of big races. Fourth in last year's Melbourne Cup. She was an Easter Egg, a Sapphire Crown finalist, Cranman Cup finalist. She was second in a semi of the Million Dollar Chase, and then she took out the consolation. What would another Group 1 title mean to you and to this girl? Look, for us for us down here, I mean, it's um, people know that the amount of work that you put in with the dogs, and it's a family thing. Um, so, you know, all the years of, of, of the, the hard yards and all that sort of thing, to race in a Group 1 or to win a Group 1 or any, any big race is... is Sort of recognition and um, justification for what you do, but uh, for her, I think she's she's performed against the best dogs down here and up there. But she probably just needs to put that one, another one on the board now. Um, I think and she's ready for it. I think she's um, time for this one, and I expect it to improve this week. So we just hopefully she does everything right, and um, that's the case. Yeah, spot on, mate. Hey, we can't finish up without talking about her motherhood journey as well. They don't often come back after whelping a litter, Pete, or come back in the sort of form that she's had. She obviously had the pups to shimmer shine, what, about a year ago. She's won eight races since she returned. I'm interested what the breeding stint was like for her, how she's sort of come back from that. But also for you, mate, being away from the track, having a big dog, a fast dog, sorry, away from these big events and races. Did you miss it? Were you eager to get back? Did you want to push her or did you just let her decide? Can you talk us through the emotion of the yeah. last probably 18 months? Look, when, when she ran in the heats of the, the, the Melbourne Cup back in, I think it was 20, was last, not this year, obviously last year, the year before that, um, we sort of always had the, the feeling that 40 stars was, was going to be enough and then we breed with her. Um, she came on season probably the week after we, we decided to breed. Um, she had the litter of pups. She's a great mother. Everything was great. We sort of, that was the end of her, her racing at that point. But as you do with, you know, the dogs you've got on the property, she just, she could hear the other dogs working. She wanted to go out and there was no plan to bring her back at that point. Um, but we, we sort of started working her and then it sort of one thing led to another with her. Um, fitness came about and... Look, it was a hard decision. It really was a hard decision to make because, you know, it's sort of not something that a lot of people do. Um, you know, she, and she was a great bitch before she went um, and had the litter of pups. To bring her back, you know, the, the pressure was really on, on us and more so me. Um, and I didn't want to sort of spoil her as well. So the pressure was on. So to bring her back, I had to tick every box. She had to tick every box. And then she sort of... Um, She's just improving with each run. So she hasn't looked like she wants to stop. She looks like she just wants to keep going and, and enjoy racing. So while she's doing that, we'll just keep it going. But that's basically how it sort of come about. 
Yeah, it sounds good to me, Pete. She's four at the end of this month, so um, certainly not uh, on the older side. Uh, certainly on the older side of her career, sorry, but um, she's still racing in fine fettle. I tell you what, mate, we throw the word great around maybe a little bit too often in sport and in greyhound racing, but what Idolise has been able to achieve since having those pups and even her career in general, it's been one of the great stories, mate. Hopefully a pause of thunder title would be the cherry on top of the cake. I appreciate you jumping on the show today. Safe travels, my friend, and good luck on Saturday night. Thanks, Simon. There he goes, Pete Prosciutto. Idolised currently a $4.40 chance in the Group 1 pause of thunder this Saturday night at Wenty Park. Dutch Riot, the current $2.60 favourite with the tab and looks hard to beat from the one as well. Some quick best bets around the state over the next few days. Gunnedah, race six, number five today. That's Gunnedah, six, five. Dapto tonight, race five, number six. Bluegrass, uh, you're getting around $4 for Bluegrass, race five, number six. And Wenty Park, Saturday night, we mentioned it. Three group ones and the group two summer distance plate. In the Futurity, I like gets late early for the Fin Camp. In the Derby, I like good odds Cobber, but I really think that history's coming is the value in the race and can run a really, really good race. Uh, in the Paws of Thunder, I'm going with Pete and Idolise to lead them up and run them a merry dance. If they squeeze up around that turn and she's in front, I think it's all over bar the shouting. We'll see another Group 1 win for Pete Prosciutto. A reminder, you can jump on thedogs.com.au for all the action and reaction from the big night. Ten races kicking off at 6.14. If you're in the area, of course, get on down to the track. That's going Greyhounds for another week. Good luck on the pun over the coming days. Until next week, hooroo.